Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone. Athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage Podcast. Our special guest today is MMA fighter Nick Newell, who is currently 14 and two. Nick, how's it going? Good, good. I'm, uh, I'm really happy to be on the podcast. Yeah, man. I appreciate you coming on. So let's just jump right into it. Could you tell me a little about uh, you growing up and how you got into wrestling? Sure, yeah. So that that's what led you to Western New England College uh, for wrestling, right?
definitely appreciated the, the level of yeah. wrestling that I got there. Yeah, no, coming out of college, what, what made you want to turn into a pro MMA fighter? So, just like many, many, many other people, I was, uh, I didn't really understand what MMA was. I had watched Ken Shamrock fight a couple of times because, mm-hmm. again, I liked pro wrestling. Yeah. But it wasn't until the Ultimate Fighter Season 1 that I was like, okay, I really am starting to understand what's going on and, and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I was... I just wanted to know how to do what they were doing. Gotcha. And I didn't have any expectation to make anything out of it. It was just something that I thought would be good to know. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I started training and started doing my thing, and I still was learning the little intricacies and little things that go into it. And I had a guy that I was training with fight, and I went to the fight, and he was good, but I was noticing all the other fights. And I was like, oh, I could beat these guys up. And again, I got kind of jealous of, of these people, you know. I, I don't think that's the appropriate reaction to have, jealousy, you know, but I definitely was. I saw that, and I was like, oh, I could 100% beat these guys up. So I had to talk with my coach, and we did what it took to get me ready, and, and I started fighting. Gotcha. So you, you went 5-1 and one as an amateur, right? Wow. first pro fight like? My first pro fight was in Plymouth, Massachusetts for a league called Cage Fighting Extreme. I fought this guy, Dan Ford, who was like, uh, he was a karate guy. Yeah. So, um, obviously he was lacking in the ground. I came out, I threw a head kick at him, but I slipped and fell and then he rushed me and I ended up taking him down, getting on top and pounding him out in the first round. Yeah, so you remember every fight exactly, huh? Yeah, I mean, I remember <laughs> parts of yeah. You know, general, like, I mean, when you fight, everything kind of slows down. So five minutes feels like five hours, for me at least. Yeah. So I, I, I tend to remember the details. I, though, I don't really like to watch my fights. Um, even when I win, I don't watch them. I know I should, but I, I just don't like to. Um, so I don't, and I know I should. People will tell me I, but I just have my coaches watching them for me and, and breaking things down. So I, I, for years, I was like, oh, yeah, I hit a, um, I hit X-Guard in a fight. And, and someone was like, no, you didn't. You hit X-Guard. And I was like, yeah, man, I did X-Guard, X-Guard, and I got back to my feet. And then I watched it, and I definitely did not do X-Guard and get back to my feet. So I remember most details, but I don't remember all. Do you, do you have any uh, favorite fights? Uh, I mean, obviously, the, my favorite probably is when I won the XFC title. Yeah. Because, you know, it was, it was like a near-perfect fight. It was a near-perfect fight, and at the time, the guy I fought was on, like, a really good roll. roll. He, he 
have beaten a lot of very, very good fighters, and I was unproven, and really no one thought that I could do it, yeah. except for my team. My team told me exactly what was going to happen, and and to be quite honest with you, I didn't believe it myself. Everyone looks at me as this guy that's like just a beast and always believes in himself, but like I do believe in myself because of what I've been through, but I haven't always believed in myself. So I was nervous, and I was scared, and, and I, I honestly didn't know if I was going to win going into it, but I just kind of just said, screw it, I'm going to bite down on my mouthpiece and go out there and do my thing. And that's what and that's what I did. So so after that fight, did you have a whole new confidence? Yeah, I definitely had a um a little bit more confidence in myself and my abilities. You know, it, it's good. You know, I learned a lot because I ended up going. You know, I I ended up only winning really two matches my freshman year in high school in wrestling, and then I trained all year. Everyone was going to parties. You know, I was training all summer yeah. every year, and then my senior year I won fifty three matches. You know, so it's like that taught me the value of hard work and, and standing out and being being different and people look at me because i have one hand and are like oh my god it's amazing yeah. that he does that but that's not what's special about me my, my the thing that's special is my consistency and and my attitude and i'm always going to try to learn and, and get better i appreciate the value of hard work because nothing has come easy to me yeah definitely definitely and you and i know you started out 11 and no and then you suffered your first loss versus justin gaethje but what did that fight like teach you about yourself I mean, really, if you watch me fight, I don't get hit a lot. I have very good footwork with, with my feet, yeah. but that fight I evaded and they did. And it taught me that I need to kind of relax a little bit because when I first started the fight, I was tuning them up and I was landing all these shots, but I was too anxious and too like rigid and I was throwing to finish and I kind of like put too much in it and I couldn't pick the appropriate time to step back off the gas pedal and, and reassess. And uh, it also showed me that, you know, I was, I was tough. I could take a shot and, and keep fighting. So I appreciate that fight. I appreciate my, my losses just as much as my wins, you know, in this game, if you're not first, you're last, you know, but if you mm-hmm. can't lose gracefully and learn a lesson from it, then you're you're never going to get better. Yeah, definitely. Does it say something about him that he's like a star in the UFC now? Yeah, I mean, obviously, when he fights two guys that are top 10 in the world and I gave them a better fight than those guys, it means something. MMA math yeah. doesn't always work like that. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. It feels it feels good to see, like, hey, guys, you think I'm, I'm out of my element? Mm. Well, look, I've only ever lost the guys that were undefeated at the time, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, sure. and Justin's lost since then, but he's proven himself to be a solid top 10 fighter, maybe even top five. Yeah, definitely. And I know after that, you went on to win two more, and, and that was your, I think that was the first time you fought in Connecticut as a pro right yeah so after that i went on and won my next two fights in in connecticut and it was a big deal for me yeah because i'm from connecticut you know so to be able to finally after traveling all over the world to fight be able to finally come home and win fights was key for me you know it was it was good it was something that although i was fighting here there i was going to canada i was going to la i was fighting in nashville i was fighting in florida it was good to be finally home and a lot of my friends will fly out to my fights but it was good for them to not have to do that yeah yeah definitely and then what what made you retire in 2015 and then come back in 2018 (laughs) okay so the truth is there's no solid answer for that right sometimes it just comes down to how you feel yeah. so at the time i felt like i was at a stand 
still. I, I had been getting injured a lot every fight camp, and, and my body was hurting, and I was pushing through to fight because I needed the money, mm-hmm. you know? And if I didn't do it and I didn't fight, then I made no money. And I had a, a condo that I bought, you know? I, I mean, obviously, I, I it's like I didn't go above my means, but I needed to take care of myself, right? I lived mm-hmm. at home, honestly, till I was 29, and I slept in my coach's basement, <laughs> you know? So I, I was like, you know what? I'm almost 30 years old. I'm going to buy um, my own place. So I did. And I I lost the gagey and I sat out for like a year waiting for another fight. And the money just wasn't consistent enough for me to feel comfortable going into my 30s. I didn't want to be this like guy and that's 40 years old that doesn't know what he's going to do next because he's just like, oh, I'm just going to fight and just BS around, you know. And so I was like, I'm going to focus on me. I'm going to get my body healed up. I'm going to get my body recovered. I'm going to open up my own gym. And then if I decide to fight again, um, it'll be on my own terms and I won't have to do it because of the money. I'll do it because of the love. Yeah. And uh, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And what, what is this, your third or fourth year going into owning your own gym? Yeah. we uh, Fighting Arts Academy, CT, in West Haven, Connecticut. It's a branch of the Springfield, Massachusetts Fighting mm-hmm. Arts Academy. And we've been open for three years since a- April. April 2nd was the day we went in business in, what's that, 2016? Yep. So, yeah, we've been open a little over three years. And, uh, you know, we had some great results. Yeah, what's uh, what's your experience been like coaching now? Uh, it's definitely has its challenges, but it really helps improve my technique because I'm really watching everyone and everything and, and breaking down all the techniques I've been doing so I can teach them better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now going back to, so 2008, 18, you got, you got the itch to fight again? Is that what happened? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> 2018, I was helping guys train for fights and training and I was like basically in fight shape and doing well you know and I said you know what I need to do this again I don't want to I don't want to have any regrets I don't want to grow up and be like oh man I could have done this or I could have done that like whether I can do it or not won't bother me as long as I know that I gave it everything I had to make it happen yeah yeah definitely and yeah your first fight back you, you won by submission in the first round and then you got on Dana White contender series so how did that come about like how did you get on the Dana White contender series um so I fought and I won and I was complaining that I needed to be in the UFC uh, so nothing, I didn't hear anything, you know, and honestly, I've known him for a long time. I still have like the hardest time saying his name, but, um, Ali, everyone knows Ali yeah, yeah, yeah. called call me up and, uh, and he's like, brother, 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 <laughs> let me tell you something. I'll get you, I'll get you, I'll get you in. So I was like, listen, this, I've been working at this a long time. Like if you can get me a meeting with Dana White, I'll, you know, I'd appreciate it. So he did, he got me a meeting and then, you know, we convinced him to get me, give me a shot on the contender series so that's basically how it happened he called me up and promised me that he would make it happen and, and he did so you know that's, that's that's basically how i got on he used some of the leverage he had and uh from some of the guys he has and and used it to get me an opportunity gotcha and what, what was it like just to get the opportunity to fight in front of him uh i don't really care about stuff like that you know my goal obviously is the big shows yeah, yeah. i want that ufc fight or that main card bellator msg fight or that japan on new year's fight you know i I want those things but for me to do that 
I'm treating it the same whether I'm fighting in a room with no one like I was on the Contender Series or mm-hmm. a packed stadium with everyone screaming my name. It's It makes no difference. There's still someone in front of you, and you have to fight that person. Yeah, definitely. Was that, wait, was that weird, just fighting in a, like a crowd full of room? Like, how many people were there, like less than 50? Like 100, maybe. Yeah. But here's the thing. You do that in practice all the time, right? Yeah, that's true. So I, I fight people in, in practice, and I'll practice. And a fight aren't the same thing. Yeah. And as much as I like to say, like, oh, being in a, a room like that and having no one in the crowd really threw me off, and, and that's why that's why I lost, because of my head was out of it, and I thought it was weird. But, like, the truth is, I didn't really care or notice the difference. Um, yeah. I actually liked it, because I could, I could hear my coach a little bit better. Yeah. Um, and it, it wasn't a big deal. You know, it just wasn't my night more than anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, you got a big fight coming up May 31st, CES 56 versus Cal. Calvin Halney seventeen five. So, what should we expect? So, um, this is a this is the kind of fight I asked for. Yep. You know, I'm fourteen and two as a pro, and a lot of these guys don't want to take the risk. They they don't want to fight someone tough. They mm-hmm. want to make it to the big show, so they they won't take any risks. And uh, my last fight was to a wrestler, so I wanted to fight another wrestler, and uh, I wanted someone that had experience that I have a lot to gain off of of winning. Someone with a good record yep. and lots of experience so um his name was presented and that was a fight that i i really liked because it's a challenge you know 17 and 5 is is no joke you you can't uh you can't get a record like that if you suck and if you're gonna fight the guys on the big show you have to fight tough guys you can't just not fight tough guys and then hop in there and be like oh finally a tough guy like you you gotta build your way up the ladder you know and and i like those those gritty fights i want to have to dig deep i i obviously don't want to lose an inch the whole fight i want to win the entire fight mm-hmm. but it's not the worst thing ever if maybe you lose a little bit of the round or he has his moments you know uh, stuff like that builds character and i like being in those bad situations because then i have to dig deep and show how good i am you know so yeah. for me this was a was a great fight because i feel like i he, obviously he has more to gain from it because i'm a bigger draw and a bigger name but honestly on on my half i have a lot to gain from it it's very motivating for me because of uh, the style of fight he has it is something you know that that i like that no one really wants to fight wrestlers ever and i, I don't care i'll, I'll, I'll do it yeah. and his record's good so for me to build this up if if we did like my last 10 opponents are like 90 and 30 or something crazy like that their records when i fought them yeah. so it's something that i like like and I want. Yeah, that's funny that you said that because I remember I tweeted you back when somebody said uh, they don't do that, and then they did it with I think it was uh, I think it was Clarissa Shield or somebody like a boxer. They did it with the total numbers. Remember? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I just I just went full Highlander yeah. mode, <laughs> and I was like, if I absorb the losses of the people that beat me and absorb the wins of the people that I beat, my record would be 102 and two. Yeah. All right. A few more. Uh, what advice would you give uh, a kid that has to overcome? obstacles i mean there's really there's really nothing nothing you can do you know um you can be a victim of your circumstances or you can create your own and you know better than anyone that sometimes you just gotta say screw it like this is what i have and this is what i gotta work with and and i'm gonna make it happen and i'm gonna make a name for myself despite what i'm facing because the truth is that the world's not fair and sometimes you start the 
race a little further back and you have to hustle harder and run faster to really get ahead you know you have to you have to push you have to push 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 because there's people that maybe have advantages that you don't have or circumstances that you don't have but it's about drowning out those circumstances and not using anything as a crutch and making the things you want to happen happen and if you do everything you can to make it happen and it still doesn't happen at the end of the day you you can hang your head proud you know knowing that it's like okay i really 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 invested in this and it just wasn't meant to be yeah definitely damn i'm gonna take some of those quotes but like a lot of the time you end up doing stuff that you didn't even think that you could do like me all the time (laughs) i've done so many things like people are like oh my god you always believe in yourself like like i said before and that's not true i actually didn't believe in myself but i said i'm just gonna try my hardest anyway and things happened that i was like what the heck like one one time that kind of a turning point for me was my sophomore year wrestling i had this one guy that pinned me like really quick the year before Mm -hmm. and then I had wrestled him in like club and he killed me and I was like I told my coach I was like don't make me wrestle him he's gonna beat me and my coach flipped out on me (laughs) (laughs) he he, like absolutely chewed me a new one and I was like okay I guess I'll go wrestle him and I didn't think that I would do well and I barely lost and then I was like man if I just believe in myself a little bit more I would have won you know and that kind of motivated me but even after that i still haven't been perfect you know but i i appreciate the value of hard work and i think that special things happen when you truly believe in yourself yeah yeah definitely definitely and then last ones these are some fun questions you ready for them yeah all right who's your favorite mma fighter uh me i'll take it all right what about wwe wrestler like who do you who do you grow up uh liking okay so um or you know, I, have I should a, say I have WWF. A lot of that are pro wrestlers. Um, but when I was growing up, my favorite was Bret Hart, 100%. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Right, he gave me his glasses once. All right, I'll take it. What about what, what's on your playlist? Oh, man, I listen to everything. So I don't really like country music that much, but sometimes a few of them slip through, you know. But for me, it's mostly like alternative or indie rock and gangster rap. Those are like my two things. You know, it's, it's one one end of the spectrum or the other one. Gotcha. What about what's your favorite meme of all time? Uh, oh, geez, I have so many memes. There's one, uh, it's a guy with, like, ranch sauce in his pocket, and it said, you know I keep that thing on me. And I don't know why, for some reason, that makes me laugh, like, so much every time I see it. And, like, other people will be like, Nick, that's not that funny. And I'll be like, well, you're wrong. It's hysterical to me. <laughs> I thought one of the, m- the funniest ones you posted, I think, I'm pretty sure you posted it, was when they're wearing, the person's wearing, like, or the guy is wearing the Ugg boots and says, when you're serious, but you're dead ass or something like that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, 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 because it's making fun of, like, when basic, he, yeah, when basic he, women yeah. and and guys from Long Island. Uh, what's something people don't know about Nick Newell? I don't know. Honestly, I, I kind of put my whole life out there, and I really, I think sometimes I need to pump the brakes, you know, but um, obviously my favorite thing is, is my family and my son, and, and you know, I, I, I love my wife, and I have, like, a good thing going on. And I used to kind of like to go out and have fun and party and stuff like that. But recent in recent years, I've I've fallen in love with getting more sleep and going to bed early and being healthy and just really taking care of myself. You know, but that's yeah. like not a, a unique trait. There's plenty of people that do that. <laughs> yeah. And I just 
honestly, people ask me, what's your hobby? What's your hobby? And I'm like, my hobby is what I do every day. Fighting is my hobby. This is a hobby to me. You know, if it was something else, then it wouldn't be as much fun and I wouldn't be as good at it. So um, I spend all my time in the gym. And if I'm not in the gym, I'm, I'm with my family. Gotcha. Would you rather be in a UFC fight or win the lottery? That's that's not a a real question because you didn't say how much money was in the lottery. Right, let's just say a million dollars. A million dollars? No, I I would I would fight because there's certain things that I've worked so hard for my whole my whole life, and to not have that happen would just you know like the money isn't. Yeah. You can always make more money but making a legacy for yourself and being remembered is harder. Yeah, for sure. Well, I appreciate you coming on. And but if you gave me like 50 million, <laughs> and, you know, like, or like even like 20 million, I'd be like, okay, I'll go, uh, I'll take this money and then uh, I'll go fight uh, somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, I appreciate you coming on and let the people know where they can find you on social media. Okay, uh, pretty easy. So if you're on Facebook, just type in Nick Newell or facebook.com slash Nick Newell MMA easy but if you really want to talk to me you really want to interact with me um i'm on my twitter and i'm on my instagram um i don't know if the kids use twitter anymore <laughs> but my twitter and my instagram are both the same at notorious Newell. all right appreciate it and good luck the 31st okay thank you mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner 